Hello, welcome to the Elevate Your Wellbeing podcast with your host, Rachel Wagstaff, yoga teacher, wellbeing coach, and former snoozeaholic. In this podcast, I'm going to be diving into wellbeing tips and tools to help you feel great daily, just like you deserve to. Hello, welcome to episode 16 of the Elevate Your Wellbeing podcast. I'm so, so happy you are here. So before we get started, make sure you have some natural light on you, especially if you're sitting indoors, get that sunlight on you, that daylight on you. This will help you feel much better, especially with the topic we are going into for this week. Make sure you have some water. Have a sip now. and have your journal ready. So I always start this podcast the same way I start my live practices in my Rise and Shine Wellbeing membership. So these practices are just 15 minutes, that's 1% of your day. And they're wellbeing practices to help you feel better. But these are also just little tiny snippets of practices, of techniques, tools that we can do to help us feel better. So what am I going to be talking about today? So last week I was talking about we're not lazy. If you're feeling lazy, stuck or unmotivated, you've been in survival mode. And this week I want to talk about the key to having an abundant well-being, to feeling abundant in your well-being, that's feeling happy and healthy and prosperous, just feeling good in yourself. The key is sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. The key is sleep. Ah, how does that make you feel? What do you think when you think about sleep? How did you feel? What did you think when I said the key thing that you need to be doing to ensuring that you're doing to have this abundant well-being is sleep? How does that make you feel? So you could even reflect on that in your journal. How did that make you feel? Oh, because let me tell you, sleep. When I was when I was little, when I was younger, I say little. I mean, I'm going back. Probably, you know, most of my thirties, majority of my twenties, the majority of my life, I wasn't bothered about sleep. I was like, I'm going to sleep as little as possible. So I like to sleep in because I would push myself too much and stay up too late try and get all the things done mostly because I ended up sleeping in and then missed out in the morning so I had to try and catch up but yeah sleep wasn't a priority really wasn't was not bothered about sleep now you might be sitting here listening to this you might be out on a walk or might be out on a run you might be chilling in the bath whatever and you might be listening to this podcast episode and thinking huh yeah I don't agree with you perfectly fine I love it Maybe you absolutely love sleep. You're the king or the queen of sleep. You could sleep like as soon as your head hits the pillow, you sleep. And that's that works for me. Like I can literally fall asleep pretty much anywhere. But it wasn't a priority. And this is the key thing is making sure that you're making sleep a priority. The reason why we rest, like in, in a yoga practice, you know, we we have resting poses. And then we have Savasana. These are key elements of our practice. 
We need to move, we need to breathe, we need to meditate, we need to pause and highlighting the essence of sleep. So making sure that you are sleeping and getting deep sleep, restful sleep, productive sleep will really ensure your key to your well-being. That is the secret key. It's unlocking that, that well-being state. But if you struggle with sleeping, you might be thinking, well, how can I improve my sleep? And that's what we're going to be diving into today. So if you're listening, those of you that are listening in the States and in Canada, you've already moved into daylight saving time. We've got about another week or so in the UK and Europe. Those of you listening elsewhere, let me know. Do you do daylight savings? I know there's a few people I know who don't do daylight savings, which I find really fascinating because it's not something I really enjoy. You know, especially in the summer, I love that it's lighter, but to lose an hour of sleep can really have a knock-on effect. So if you've already experienced daylight savings, you might save this for next time for ideas of how you can make sure that you don't get affected too badly if you do already get affected by daylight saving or if you haven't had that happen yet where you're where you are where you're currently listening then you might take uh, some of these or all of these ideas on board to make sure that you can still ensure that you get deep and proper sleep and I also want to highlight that apparently it's world sleep day tomorrow on the 18th for this podcast airs on the 17th we're getting close to a new moon and I think it feels really nice to talk about sleep as we near the new moon because our energy itself is waning so you may feel more tired you may be enjoying more restorative practices but just keep a note of of how you're feeling energetically so what can we do to help ourselves create a better sleep routine And, you know, I talk a lot about morning routines, but actually, if you were to reverse engineer your morning routine, you actually need to look at your evening routine first. So these are small changes to work with slowly and consistently over time. So don't expect it to go straight from one, if you're one extreme to another, like if you're going to bed, past midnight and you don't sleep more than five hours you're wanting to become a morning person these are all gradual things that you can do so the first thing looking at your nighttime routine is to make sure you have a consistent sleep schedule now how boring and grown up and adult does this sound there's a part of me that really loves to rebel and be like no I'm going to go to sleep whenever I wish to but having a routine really helps if you go to bed at the same time it really makes falling asleep easier because you're in that habit, you're in that routine. This then helps you to maintain a consistent waking up time as well. It trains your body to be alert first thing in the morning. So while it's tempting to stay up late or sleep in on the weekend, when it, it I, I get it, you know, losing that Sunday morning lion can feel like a, such a drag, but then how much harder is it on, Saturday, on Monday morning? But it it actually creates a social jet lag. And what we mean by social jet lag, it occurs when your circadian rhythms are misaligned with your work and your social and your school schedules, your, you know, your your general schedules, your routines. And we we have that misalignment. So we create this jet lag sensation. If you've ever 
ever had jet lag and that just really hits you like a ton of bricks sleeping more on the weekend to make up for getting insufficient rest during the week is actually going to reinforce this disrupted sleep cycle and you're going to stay in this constant cycle of not sleeping enough during the week sleeping in at the weekend and then you're going to feel even worse getting up on that monday morning so having a, a consistent sleep schedule really makes a big difference and mine's actually gone out of whack a little bit lately and you know through, through choice it's sort of I've been staying up doing some work stuff because i'm in the uk and i have mentors that are in australia and in america they were on completely different time schedules. And I notice when I stay up late for a call with them, it really affects my routine. But I stick to the consistent morning wake-up time. So when that alarm goes off for me at the moment at 6.45, which is getting easier because it's light now before I wake up, that makes a huge difference. But I still make sure I keep that morning routine as well. So even if you're nighttime like your bedtime as it were gets gets knocked out and I know it sounds daft saying we have a bedtime because we we have a bedtime as children but if that gets knocked out still keep to a the same consistent schedule of waking up because otherwise you're just going to have this constant disrupted cycle and it makes you feel pretty crap to be honest having a relaxing nighttime routine there's plenty of research, plenty of evidence that having a bedtime routine can really help you to unwind and sleep better. So reducing harsh lighting and sound noise for that exposure about two hours before you go to bed can really improve your sleep. So you could dim the lights. You might reduce blue light. So you have red bulbs. That really makes a big difference because blue light that's emitted um, by a lot of actual light bulbs and your TV screen, your computer screen, your phone, your tablet, it actually disrupts the production of melatonin. And this is the hormone that triggers sleepiness. So by scrolling, staying on your devices, it's a vicious cycle that you're going to not be able to fall asleep as easily because you're getting this, this hit of light that makes your body think it's still daytime so it's not time to produce the hormone you need to be able to get to sleep so reducing green time two hours before you go to bed doing things such as meditating or reading instead also making sure you don't eat for about two hours before you go to bed so my sort of wind down routine starts about 8 p.m so i very rarely eat after 8 p.m to make sure that there's nothing to be digested as i'm trying to go to sleep if you do go to bed really late, trying to go to bed early is not going to help. I can remember going to Bali and it was an early morning flight from London and sitting on the plane and they were like, right, we're going to try and get you on to Indonesian time and they're asleep. And I was like, what? And I'm like, I was wired, you know, it's like 10 a.m. You know, I've, I've been up and ready to go to the airport two hours early to the airport and I've had my breakfast I've had some coffee and I'm like go 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 and they're like no no I'll go to sleep and that really didn't work so trying to get to bed earlier and going extreme does not work but 
you can try to move your bedtime earlier in 15, about 15 minute increments, then when you get to that point where you comfortably fall asleep at that chosen time, like if you're moving from say midnight to say 10.30, start going to bed at 11.45. And then when that feels comfortable, start to go to bed at 11.30. And then 11.15. And then 11. And then 10.45. 10.30. Just do this. You, you could take a few days doing this. You could take a week moving it forward, those 15 minutes, just starting to slowly ease into going to bed earlier because it's training yourself to get into that habit of going to bed earlier. So how does that affect us when it comes to like daylight saving or like British summertime? let's dive in so this would be if you were the week leading up to when the clocks change so apologies to those who have already gone through this but keep this in mind when the clocks do change there are other ideas that you can have a go with as well but you might even start doing this now just to start shifting very naturally very slowly into the the new time zone so if the clocks are going forward on Sunday and, you know, like you've got a week. So for us in the UK and Europe, this episode is going out on Friday the 17th. We've got a week on Sunday, I believe, until the clocks go forward. Yeah, on the 26th. So you'd be starting this on Monday the 20th. So it's eating dinner 15 minutes earlier than normal and then going to bed 15 minutes earlier than normal. No more, though, no, and no more and no less. And don't worry if you don't fall asleep right away, but just be in bed, have the lights out, just start getting into that habit of going to bed a little bit earlier. On the Tuesday, waking up 15 minutes earlier. And then make sure you go over to the window and try to get about 15 minutes of sunlight whilst drinking some water or go outside for a quick 15 minute walk. Now, if you do find that difficult, you could use like a light box or a bulb that just helps you to wake up. What I really like using is I have a clock that has the, the slow ease wake up. So it slowly starts to get lighter and lighter and lighter in my room. And then keep the same bedtime from Monday. So you remember on Monday, I went to bed 15 minutes earlier. Now, on Wednesday and Thursday, you're going to go to bed 20 minutes earlier. And then on Friday, another 20 minutes earlier. And then you're also going to do it on Saturday. So Monday, eat dinner 15 minutes earlier than normal and go to bed 15 minutes earlier than normal. Tuesday, wake up 15 minutes earlier and use those extra 15 minutes to get some sunlight and rehydrate with water. Keep the bedtime from Monday. Wednesday and Thursday, go to bed 20 minutes earlier than you did Monday, Tuesday. And then Friday, Saturday, another 20 minutes earlier and this will help your body to adjust to the difference a lot easier now it could sound like a lot but it will make a huge huge difference because you're making up for that hour you've had 20 minutes 20 minutes and then 15 that's nearly your hour and then immediately change the time on your bedroom clock when you wake up on Sunday morning so this helps your brain to visualize the time change and adjust quicker as well in the three days before the time change eat your lunch and dinner 30 to 60 minutes earlier than you normally would so this will help you to get into your other routines in sync for the new time change. 
So you also want to make sure you stop drinking coffee. No later than 1 p.m. to help with that earlier bedtime. So you might want to come back through and listen to these to help you. If you really don't feel good when you have the daylight saving time, when we're springing forward. Because some of you will have that adjustment period. This is a really good thing to do. A couple of other guidelines, if possible, avoid drinking alcohol. If you do drink alcohol, the weekend of the time change, that will just give you more jet lag feeling. Better sleep quality, keep your exercise routine up during the week before. You might even throw in an extra workout on that weekend, but just to make sure that you're tired. And on the morning of the time change, make sure you get sunlight to help reset your body. That sunlight makes a huge difference. The morning light actually makes it easier to wake up. So the best way to do that is to get morning light outside, but you could use a light box or you can use like daylight bulbs to help, especially if it's dark still in the morning. And it doesn't have to be direct exposure. So it could be while you're doing other activities. So if you get a lot of light in your bedroom or light and you're doing meditation, if you're getting a lot of light in your bathroom as you're brushing your teeth or having a shower, or maybe the room you're in when you're having breakfast, has a lot of light or like said other morning activities if you're going for a quick walk you're already outside it doesn't have to be bright direct sunlight it can be cloudy overcast gray uh, if it's the duller the light outside the longer you ideally want to get light on you but work with what you can don't let this feel overwhelming work with what feels good for you so to come back you could follow that consistent sleep schedule eliminating the blue light at night making sure you're getting light in the morning. And this resets you. So your, your body knows the next amount of hours is going to be getting dark. That's when I start creating the melatonin to help me sleep. And have that relaxing nighttime routine. Stop eating a good two hours beforehand. If you can, like I said, reduce the blue light. If you can invest in some red light bulbs really easy to get a hold of nowadays we even have ours on a timer so at a certain time the light turns to that that really dark red and just enjoy relaxing in the evening so i'd love to know if you already do any of these if you naturally are a bit more of a morning person if you love your sleep. So as I wrap up this week's episode, let's have a little journaling prompt. And now these are going to be a couple of journaling prompts just to gauge your sleep. So first one, do you feel most alert in the early morning or later in the evening? Do you feel most alert in the early morning or later in the evening? Second prompt, do you feel sleepiest in the early evening or past midnight? Do you feel the sleepiest in the early evening or past midnight? Do you enjoy waking up at 6am or earlier? Or 8am or later? 
Do you enjoy waking up at 6 a.m. or earlier? Or 8 a.m. or later? And the last one is, do you have the most energy a few hours after waking or a few hours before bed? Do you have the most energy a few hours after waking or a few hours after bed? So if you feel more um, alert, you feel like you function better during the morning hours, you're going to be a morning lark, a morning person. If you're more productive and energized in the evening, you're most likely to be a night owl. And there are a couple in between. It's really interesting looking at the chronotypes with regards to your sleep patterns. And keep in mind, so if you are a morning person, as the times change, you're less likely to be affected. But if you're an evening person or if you do suffer from insomnia, then you are more likely to be affected by it. So if you do really feel affected by when the clocks change, though it doesn't happen very often, we can kind of remember going back and thinking, OK, how did this affect me? Especially when we lose an hour of sleep and have a little go with following those guidelines. So let me know if you do any of these. Let me know if this is helpful. And I'd love to hear what else you do. It could be something as simple as if you have to throw in a couple of extra prompts. You know, maybe you need to make sure that you're really nice and warm. Maybe you need to make sure that you're really nice and cool. So it's adjusting accordingly whether you need extra layers or a weighted blanket or if you need a fan in your room. Maybe your room is really light and that keeps you awake. So you're using like a... Uh, an eye mask. Maybe you need to have white noise or sleep with the music on just to help you drift off to sleep. So look at how you can create this routine, this habit, so you can be really comfortable and it feels really nice to look forward to going to bed. So thank you very much for joining me. If you would like to know a little bit more about creating an evening routine, please do let me know. All the details are in the show notes for how you can get in contact with me. If you would like to book a one-on-one, -on -one, we can work together for 90 minutes. That's an hour and a half. And then once you've done that with me, I open up my private diary and we can go into more coaching one-on-one -on -one for three to six months. So if you're intrigued on creating a morning routine or creating an evening routine, sleeping better, this is all part of what I can do as your wellbeing coach. So check out the information in the show notes. If you would like to join the Rise and Shine Wellbeing membership. Click the link in the show notes for some more details. And I will be with you next week. Take care.